What makes a great leader great? How do we create a high-performing team? And when we say leader, we mean everyone, because everyone is leading their own life. Will yours be a life by design or a life by default? Those are the big questions, and this podcast will answer them. Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast, where we help you apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders, because great leaders will produce great results. All right, well, welcome to our Becoming Your Best podcast listeners, wherever you are in the world today. I have a person that we're going to talk with today who I consider to be one of the most amazing people I've ever met. (laughs) And you'll quickly uh, realize that as you start to listen to some of his stories and hear some of his background and and a little bit about Randy. Uh, But let me introduce Randy because I I don't say that lightly when I say he's one of the most, I'll say, respected people I know, and not just by me, but by many, many other people who I know. And that says a lot about Randy. he, he started out as a student body president at Rick's, and, and while he was there, I said, you know, Randy, is there anything that you haven't done? Because he's done all these things, and he whipped out his phone, and he showed me this picture of him riding a bowl while he was in college. Uh, so not only was he student body president, but he, he did some bowl riding while he was there, <laughs> which immediately my respect level went through the roof for him uh, when I saw that. Uh, he went on to the Harvard OPM program. He started and sold several businesses very successfully. He has six children, a beautiful wife who's amazing in her own right. Uh, one of the things that stands out to me most about Randy, amongst all his successes, all the people he knows, and he's probably the most connected person uh, I've ever met. The thing that really stands out the most about Randy is his impeccable character. And honestly, he genuinely cares about other people and helping them succeed. And that's one of the reasons I believe Randy has been so successful himself is because he wants to see others succeed. And, and he comes across as very genuine, and people realize that. He's very sincere in what he does. So without further ado, one of the most successful people I know and down to earth, uh, just loving, kind people, Randy Garn. <laughs> well, thank, thank you, Rob. I, I really, uh, really appreciate you saying those kind words. And, and uh, I, feel, I feel the same about you and what, what the, you and your dad have built with BYB. And the whole leadership thing is so critical in, in everybody, in all facets of our lives. And so I'm learning to be a great student of student of yours. Yeah. Well, that goes both ways. It's always hard too. When someone introduces you and says all these amazing things, it's like, what do you say after that? (laughs) Uh, But Randy really is amazing. Do you think Randy, you wouldn't, if you wouldn't mind just giving them a brief background on you that I didn't cover, you know, where you're from, a little bit about you and anything that you think would be valuable for someone to know? Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's, I think it is important to, uh, know, you know, where we've come from. And, and, um, you know, I, I grew up in a really small, small town called Sugar City, Idaho. It's, you know, when I left, I think there was 11, 1100 and a half people there after I left. And, uh, and I mean, it, it was just an amazing place and I'll, and I'll get back to that way. I think our roots and the way we're grown, the way we are raised and the way we're raising our children are so critical for, for the people that we, you know, become, and especially with character and integrity and, and leadership. And so I grew up in, and my dad was a high school football coach for 29 years. He was going into medicine and then, you know, he had these four boys and he's like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to buy a ranch and I'm going to be a football coach and I'm going to teach my kids how to work. So, I mean, he, he sacrificed um, what he could have done, but he wouldn't give it up for the world. And so, you know, I, I grew up in a, uh, 
you know, in a really, really fun environment. It's so funny when I meet a lot of leaders, they're like, you know, my, my parents, you know, abused me or, you know, I was in some serious trauma or other things happen. And that makes people great, you know, when they can overcome those things. But I was actually fortunate enough to be led by a really, really good man that told me that I could do anything I wanted in life and actually mentored me and stuck with me the whole time. And so somebody that I love and admire, and he's still alive today and I respect him. Um, and he still gives me a quote every night and, uh, hmm. and helps build, build me up every night. And so that was, that was some of my, some of my roots was growing up in that type of environment. And did I hear you right to say that you either rode in the tractor or your truck or something, and he would always be playing these tapes of, of some of these greats? Yeah, no. In fact, every we had about, you know, it was about a 20 minute ride out to our ranch where we, you know, we raised cattle and, and uh, horses. And so, um, you know, we had about 300 head of cattle and we had over 50 horses at one time. So, I mean, it was it was a, it wasn't a huge ranch, but it was a ton of fun. And uh, but, yeah, we would listen to uh, Dennis Waitley and Jim Rohn and Zig Ziglar and, and you know, The Strangest Secret from Nightingale Conant and and uh, that that's some of the things that I'd listen to. And then he'd mentor me. We were out there fixing fences and all that. He'd, he'd talk about it. Um, you know, we grew up in kind of a family, too, where we were God fearing. And and we we literally would uh, we'd, we'd say family prayers at night and then put it in and everybody, you know, ready, break, go Garns. And so it was just it was just fun. It was a good time. So, yeah, we we uh, we listened to a lot of the a lot of the classics. And and, uh, you know, you and I did a call with Dennis a, a couple of days ago and. And uh, he's a great man, but that's some of the things I grew up on. Yeah, and the irony is all these very people who you grew up listening to, now you've become very close friends to them, in many cases helping mentor them as it goes both directions. And uh, ironic how you know that fate aligned that way. And, and speaking of this, interestingly, we were just with a group today that was talking about estate planning. And mm -hmm. one of the things that was mentioned was oftentimes we think about estate planning as it's just financial. You know, here's what happens to your finances. Mm-hmm. This particular person leading the discussion was saying, you know what, it's so much more than that. It's a legacy that you're leaving. It's a legacy of character. It's a legacy of what you're teaching your children. And in so many ways, it sounds like you're such a product of what your parents created for you in the environment. Yeah, I would totally, totally agree with, I would totally agree with that um, in, in a lot of ways. And so, I mean, and now, now I've, now I've got a family of my own, um, married probably one of the most awesome women on earth and, uh. I've got an amazing wife. And a lot of times I do, I talk a lot about kind of the home court advantage. Um, you know, I, I had a CEO reach out to me the other day and he's like, man, I've got, I've got two kids and you know, things are, things are rough at home. He's like, how do you balance everything? How do you grow a business and keep things right personally and stay fit and do all these things? And he's like, I can't keep it up. And He's like, Randy, you're probably single and, and uh, being able to do all these things. I was like, you know, actually I'm not. Um, I have an amazing wife. I've got six kids. I've got two sets of twins. I run multiple companies and, um, I, you know, and, and we're, we're growing things like crazy and he, he about lost it. He's like, how in the world do you balance all that? You know? And so I said, well, First off, you got to have make sure you get everything right, both personally and professionally, because for me, it doesn't there's no distinction. And I know a lot of people try to put things in silo. But for me, Rob, there's no distinction between who you are at business and who you are at home and who you are at church or uh, who you are, you know, personally and professionally. It's you're you're one person. And so the way that you show up in one place is the way that you really show up everywhere.
ooh, we could stop the podcast right now. And if we all just live that, what a huge impact it would have on the world. Uh, so, Randy, that actually segues into a thought I had. And that was, you know, one of the things that is amazing about you is the relationships that you have with so many people. And so you've had a chance through your life and these different associations to meet some of the most incredible people and influencers on earth. So from all these people that you've met, and you just described some of it right there, if you had to narrow it down to a few things, what sets apart those who you most admire and respect and why? I, and I thought about this a lot, you know, and, and um, I thought about this a, a great deal. I actually wrote a book um, called Prosper. We hit the New York Times um, 2011, and I wrote that book with a, with a, a close friend of mine. We started another company that we, we sold 2014. But for me, it's those people that are balancing really, you know, money, happiness, and sustainability. And to be able to do that, I mean, that's where prosperity really comes in for me. But to be able to do that, you you have to have some real deep character. And there's a few people in my life that I really, truly respect. You know, I just was on the phone with Brandon Steiner from Steiner Sports and Harvey McKay. I'm on his advisory board, and, and he's written, you know, 13 book swim with the sharks and and uh you know how to use your how to use your head to get your foot in the door and and many others but for me it's people that are really live the law of reciprocity and that you know brandon always says do as much as you can for as many people as you can for as often as you can you know, without asking for anything in return and watch what life does to you and for you and so that that's kind of I, I watch them and I watch how successful they are, but also not just successful is more than just monetarily. It's like it's it's rich in relationships and rich in being able to do business development and rich in being able to call anybody at any time and and have access instead of, you know, trying to pay your way into things that you have access into things you'd never have access into because you're such a giver. Um and so those, that's, that's one characteristic that I, of people that I really admire and, and love. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because really we live in a world where it's almost counter to our culture. <laughs> At least mm -hmm. from my perspective, there's so much in the world of what's in it for me and how do we grow and I and we and us. And what you just described is so powerful. And I just think, you know, our listeners don't know this, but you have this ranch up in Wyoming, this beautiful ranch. It's in a valley called Star Valley. And... You bring people there often to go fishing and take some time in the outdoors. And you had a couple of people who, you know, from the outside would be considered very successful recently. And I remember you showing me the pictures of the dad catching a fish with his son mm -hmm. and taking that time. And so many things come from that. Not only was that a relationship that you had with him, where it's just purely giving of your time and not only giving, but creating a rich experience. You know, it's not even just a lunch or dinner. You're out there fishing side by side. And secondarily, there's this dad fishing with his son for what looked like one of the first times in his life and the rich experience that they were having together. And his son yep. will never forget that. And so I think you're yep. one of the epitomes of what you just described. <laughs> well, and that, and that actually takes it away. It's like, I mean, yeah, we were doing that for them and, and uh, they're, they become even deeper friends. Right. And there's another principle that I live is one that's the law of reciprocity, but the other big one, Rob, that's really been effective for me is called the experience economy. Um, Joseph Pine wrote a book called The Experience Economy, and that's why we have, you know, the Trout Ranch. We've got other properties, and then 
I do. I take a lot of people up to, we've got some great friends up at Sundance with Chad Limebaugh and guys that run Rocky Mountain Outfitters and we go horseback riding or fly fishing or zip lining. And, and you go have an experience with somebody. And a lot of times we'll spend the whole day together and maybe talk business about 20%, maybe, maybe talk business about 20 minutes when they kind of come out for the whole day and we have a deal done. And so a lot of times people get so stuck into, you know, we'll meet you at the hotel or wherever. Dude, I love to get out and do stuff with these guys that never experience, you know, the things that we can, that we can offer. So I'm, I'm really big on a, a book by Joseph Pine called The Experience Economy to generate deep, meaningful relationships, but also drive tremendous value and move business forward in a big way naturally. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, there's another terminology, transactional versus transformational. Yep. I mean, lunches are great and dinners are great, but what you're talking about is the spirit of good, better, best. Taking something that's good and making it way, way better because it's so rich, it's so deep, and it's so real. I mean, you're out in the outdoors and there's so much amazing things that can happen from that. So building on that, what you just described there, and maybe now zeroing in on you, not so much on others, but from your own life experiences, what are two or three of your biggest lessons learned through life? I mean, you've seen so much now. Uh, what are two or three of those lessons learned that you feel could have a real impact in the lives of our listeners? And what tips would you share uh, from your own experience? From, from my own experience, I think <clears throat> some of the biggest things are, you know, you don't need to, um, you don't need to please everyone. And I think early on in my career, you know, you have to be the most valuable asset that any of us have is, is time, is our time. And so I have a formula for whether I'll do business with with others or not. And it's a formula that I actually learned from a, another gentleman that, that uh, is a partner with us up at the up at the trout ranch. It's it's called your the P over your E squared. So if you look at a, you know, a fractional equation, it's your P over your E squared. That means that you're your principles are higher than your ego or economic, you know, interests. Yeah, always. And and I always look at somebody and I say, okay, at the end of the day, is are their principles <clears throat> are their principles higher than their ego or their economic economic interests in something? And will they stick to that more so? Because I I have done business and I've done things with individuals where man, it looks on paper like it's going to be a fantastic, amazing, awesome opportunity and we're going to crush it and, and we're all going to be billionaires and, and uh, you know, being able to give back and do all this stuff. But at the end of the day, you know that something's just not right. Hmm. And and I've actually got some pretty good spidey senses for that <laughs> where you just know that, man, there's just something that's just not right. And I've went forward with that and it's like I haven't quite figured that out you know, when I was younger, but now I have, if it just doesn't chemistry doesn't fit right. Or like something just doesn't feel like, Oh heck yeah, dude, we're going to crush this and we're going to do this. If you leave a meeting and you feel like, you know, I just, I don't know if I'm, you know, and it doesn't mean that they're always unintegrous or whatever it may be, but it's always been where their ego or their economic interest don't align with mine. It has not ended up being a good thing. That right there, just to pause while you're, because I know you have one or two more that share, but that is a huge, huge deal. You know, what's interesting is we put together the book, you know, as you well know, Becoming Your Best, and I ironically use the word principles, the 12 principles of highly successful leaders. Yep. 
and in doing so, interviewing hundreds of people. And you try and look for these patterns of success and what sets apart great leaders and high-performing teams from everyone else. And so you see that. There, you know, there's this pattern that emerges. There's where the 12 principles come from. At the same time, it was really interesting because another pattern emerged. And it was of the very same principles, but when they were violated. And one of the things that you see over and over in CEOs and leaders that at least was, from my experience and perspective, that was their downfall was ego. Totally. And when ego became so big that it got in the way of the progress of the company or it got in the way of the finances or they couldn't be wrong or they couldn't take input, uh, the ego was, in many cases, their downfall. And we have <laughs> several coaching clients right now. And part of the reason they're doing this is they're like, hey, I've got a vice president or so-and-so and their ego has gotten so big. How do I handle this? Because uh, it's kind of killing our business. So just to reinforce it, what a, what a great thought that is. So P over E squared. Is that right? Yep. P over E squared. So your ego and economic gain, but you're right. I mean, there's been, in fact, we just met with another amazing, amazing man. And he said the best CEOs in the world are those that have humility. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? They have humility and they follow their principles because you can do anything. I mean, you can have success for a short period of time, but if your ego and your economic interest and, and you get too greedy, it's going to get in the way and it's going to stop you from growing. And, and the best CEOs both have humility and also give credit where credit's due. I mean, there's different forms of way you can pay people. One of the best way that I know how to pay people is to give them credit. Yeah. Make them the hero. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Any other thoughts on that? Lessons learned from your past experiences or anything? I mean, that's a fabulous one right there. Yeah, I think the other the other big one for me is is something that my again my dad is he's just amazing man and I can't wait for you to meet him. But um, one of the things when I was leaving for college, he told me one thing and I and I wrote it down and I I'll never forget it this day. It's like my first day going out from college. I just got back from living in the Philippines for two years and and literally have like four days until I start college. And and he said, Randy, I want you to know one thing is that. You know, if you don't have your own goals, then someone else will use you for theirs. Wow. Yeah, that's powerful. So you think about that, whether you're a CEO or, you know, working for somebody or whatever that is. But again, you know, if you don't have your own goals, then someone else will use you for theirs. And so I work closely with a lot of very high powered people and, and on some advisory boards and we work on strategy. If you do not have your own personal strategic plan. And if, and if you don't write down those principles like you guys talk about, like leadership, like when I went to your live event, it was awesome because you were you were really pushing people to write down and to really manifest what they wanted to accomplish. And so that was like one of the biggest key advices that had ever been given to me is, is you know, if you don't, Randy, if you don't have your own goals, someone else will use you for theirs. And I know that you guys do a lot of that with, with what you do. And even just your BYB daily journal that I'm using and everything else, it's so critical to set those goals and to know exactly what you're doing every single day, every single week, every single month, and execute well. Yeah, because the whole point is to lead a life by design rather than live a life by default. And Exactly. And you know the research backing up what you just said is that a person is 90% more likely to accomplish something when they have a clearly written goal. Yet... On the other side of the scale, on average, only 10% of people have clearly written goals. And so getting very intentional and focused, but I love that quote. I wrote it down. I'm, I'm going to use that again in the future. That's because it's so spot on. If you don't have your own goals, someone else will use you for theirs. Exactly right. 
Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. You know, and it's, we're sitting here talking, Randy, and, and so many people will listen to this podcast because of their businesses, mm-hmm. because they're in a leadership position or, you know, they want to be a better employee. Yet many people also have these families at home. They're in a relationship with someone else. And a lot of what you're saying now goes right back into the home, doesn't it? Oh, it does. I mean, that's why I said it. It really does. Um, you think about your family, too. You think about, you know, your most valuable asset to me is my children. I, I actually literally plan time to spend time with them. We're planning out, you know, our whole entire year when we're doing vacations and all that. How many times, you know, when I was younger, we didn't plan out vacations and then somebody else put something on there. And I'm like, I'm sorry, honey, we, we really can't uh, go to San Diego or we can't go to Hawaii this you know, this month of August, because I actually have an event I'm speaking at or doing, you know, but, but now we, you have to plan those things out or you will miss baseball games. You will miss opportunities for your, your, your family and family things. And so why do we work so hard? It literally for me, it's because so I can actually get, give my family the, the needs that they think. So I don't want to miss that time, especially at the prime in their life. And so I don't want to be one of those guys, you know, like Cat Cat Stevens, the cats in the cradle where I didn't spend time with my most valuable assets. So I think it does spill over to home. And again, that's part of my whole thing on home court advantage. You got to you got to plan those things out else else other people use your time for for other things. Oh, I'm so in agreement on that. Yeah, absolutely. and, And everything you're talking about, not only planning and being intentional with our children and with our spouse. I mean, I just met someone at a conference, Randy, last week. And they, two people walked up, and it's not a credit to me or you. or any, It's the principles. It's what you're talking about. And they just said, this short hour just changed my life. And they said, you know, I haven't been on a date with my spouse in over a year. And it's just because life is so easy. It's so easy for life to come in and take over if we're not being intentional and planning and doing the things that you're talking about. Because in yep. our society, unlike in some others around the world, wow, it's so fast-paced here. <laughs> And so if we're not intentional, we run the risk of something else taking over our lives. And suddenly we look back and say, wait a second, where'd the time go? And our kids are out of the house and our relationships, you know, what happened? Uh, so I love that. If you don't yeah. mind, Randy, since we're at about 20 minutes or so, I can't believe it goes by that fast. And, you know, I've got to tell our listeners something cool about Randy. Now, we don't know. We're in the very early stages, but I just had this thought that it'd be fun to go through the Everest base camp. So we're talking about experiential and this experience yep. economy. And so... We got on the phone and I asked Randy, hey, Randy, how would you like to go? And would this be something you might be interested in? And we want to keep this to a small group. And Randy was like, man, I've had this as a dream of mine forever. <laughs> and, you know, I was thinking maybe it might be fun to take my will be at the time, 18 year old son with us. Yeah. And we're just talking about these experiences and we're in the early stages of planning. And just before the podcast, we're thinking, you know, maybe 2019, maybe 2020. But the thought is, if we don't plan it now, What's the odds that something like that's ever going to happen? It's so true, Rob. And and just think of the both. It will help us to get in shape to do that. <laughs> that's some serious, serious yes, hiking. Um, but just just think of the experience that we have. That the group that will go will do something that we'll never forget, right? And so um, you're you're exactly right. But we're planning that out for 2019 or 2020, and you have to do that because time flies. Time flies so fast. That um, that if you're not staying on top of stuff, you 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 will uh, you'll miss out on on living the intentional life, is what I call it. Yeah, amen. Hopefully, my mother-in-law is not listening to this podcast because she doesn't know that yet. <laughs> <laughs> so as we get as we get ready to wrap up, maybe one more thing, if you don't mind, Randy. 
because uh, I haven't really asked you this yet. What's an experience from your life that really, if you could look back, say maybe that experience or one of the experiences like that was one of the most influential experiences on you, helped shape you into who you've become today. Would you mind just sharing that? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, one that just comes to my mind that I'll share with you is, you know, back in we our company back, we started a company back in 1999 and, you know, it just exploded. And, um, back, you know, after two and a half years of being in business and really profitable and growing and, and we had some, some people that came in and said, Hey, we'll give you all this money and, you know, we'll take you IPO and we'll do a reverse merger. And, you know, we, we ended up doing the deal and it took us three and a half, three over three years to, to unwind it. And, you know, cost millions of dollars to be able to do so. And so that was one of my most valuable experiences because we said, you know what, these guys are really super smart. You know, they're in their forties, they're amazing. They've done business stuff, but come to find out that it was really not, um, what it was all out to be. And I remember my business partner looking at me and he said, you know what, if we're waiting for all the smart people to show up, we're actually here. (laughs) and And we're literally just looking at each other. And so I think one of the biggest things is that I've learned in my life is to have confidence in myself and that if somebody else can do it, I can do it. And so you can't, you can't fear those things. And, and it's just like, what's the difference between a, you know, what's the difference between a, you know, a $4 million company, a $40 million company and a $400 million company that really is really good people and strategy, but it's a really good leader. Um, leadership is everything. And so I stopped, I stopped looking at other people to be my leaders and I started to look inward and started to build my own leadership qualities and, and traits. And that's been a big focus of mine. I'd really say for the last, last, you know, 18 years or so, but, but it all stemmed from that, uh, that experience. How was that when you were going through it at the time? Oh, bro, it was, it was the worst ever. It was dark days. You know, it was, it was really, really hard because we had all our employees that were also rooting and fighting for it and understanding, but it was, um, it was a lot of, a lot of prayers and, and a lot of good things, but it, we ended up, you know, really, really exploding after that as well. So, so, I mean, it, it's, it's those things that build character and put hair on your chest when you go through, when you go through tough experiences. So it was good. It is, you know, it's interesting. That's what you shared. And I think a lot of our listeners know that my dad went through a similar experience. It took him seven years. And I remember going down to the office with him, you know, speaking of being intentional, bringing everything back together. I remember running around the building. It's a dark building, but I'm down there in his office with him till like nine o'clock at night. He'd work these 15 hour days trying to get out of a similar dark period. Uh, and from that experience, that was kind of a refiner's fire for him that really shaped him to who he became later on in life. And there are certain principles as a result of that and standards that we live by now as a company. For example, we will not operate with debt. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not the case in every industry and company. There's you know different thoughts on that. But that's one of our things that we will do. He will never get into that position again. It's one of my personal mottos, personally, same, same principle. So it's amazing what can come from those refiner fire experiences. But boy, they're tough when you're in the middle of them, aren't they? Yeah. And, and I learned, too, you can't go – sometimes in life, you, you can't go around things or overseeing. Sometimes you just have to go right through them, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why you got the nickname. What do they call you as a uh, fullback in high school, the little ball of hate? Yeah, was a little ball of hate back, in, right the, through back in the day. So <laughs> it's a ton of fun. Well, Randy, thank you so much for being on this podcast. I mean, you're such an incredible friend, mentor, example. And I think all of our listeners 
Uh, I'm extremely confident they felt not only your sincerity, but who you are and why you've had the influence on people that you've had and, and who you've become. So if you wouldn't mind, if there's any way they can either contact you or any details that you share about, you know, how they could learn more about you, if someone wanted to reach out in some form or fashion, uh, is that yeah. something you could share with them? Yeah. You know what? It's, this is going to be awesome because one of the, one of the, uh, software technology companies that we have is a marketing communications technology, and it allows you to get really good at personal relationships and following up. It's a company called Scipio. And so the best way to get a hold of me is on really on my VIP line. And, uh, is if, if you will just text me, the word Scipio, S-K-I-P-I-O, at 801-332-9909. Um, I'll be able to be able to follow up with you, and you'll get a reply from me on some of the cool things that we're working with on how to be a really, really amazing communicator and how, how to be really good on follow-up. So again, it's, it's Scipio. Just text the keyword Scipio, S-K-I-P-I-O, to 801-332-9909. And uh, you'll get a text right back from me with all my contact info. Awesome. So text Scipio, S-K-I-P-I-O, to 801-332-9909. Is that right? That's correct. Perfect. And Randy will respond to you. <laughs> and we use Scipio. This is a great service. If you're in any type of business where the customer experience is important, which should be just about all businesses, uh, you can also go to Scipio.com and see what they do as a business a little bit more. Very, very cool what they do. And, and Randy will respond to you. So that's very generous of you to offer that out there for them, Randy. Any parting thoughts? You know, the, the last parting thought that I have is that I hope that all the listeners are, you know, utilizing, you know, becoming your best tools. Um, honestly, Rob, you came in and you spoke to our company about, what was it, three months ago? Yeah, about in there, somewhere in there. And it has been, it's been amazing, um, both for myself, but other people keep referencing it in our office. And so all, all of the listeners, I'd say, you know, the most important thing to do is, is to, to continue to work on yourself, um, continue to become the best individual, the best human, the best person that you can. And that way you can really, you know, reach out to, to others in a big way. And so I would just, that, that's the one thing that I'm trying to do a lot better is to be the best, you know, leader that I can be, and change as many lives that I possibly can before I uh, before I go to the other side. And so the other thing is one last thing is that kind of relating back to that story is that a lot of people think, you know, in today's society, it's like, you know, well, I should deserve that, or I should, you know, that's something that I deserve. I should deserve to be the CEO, or I should deserve to have lots of money. I will tell you that you really don't get what you deserve in life. You get what you work hard for and what you negotiate. So those are the two things. Those are the two principles I live by is you don't get what you deserve in life. You get what you fight, scratch, beg and plead for and negotiate. That's what you end up getting in life. So that's part of my last uh, leadership tip for everyone. <laughs> well, that is so true. And I certainly echo and feel the exact same as you do. So Randy, you're amazing. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. I know this was a huge deal for our listeners. Uh, it impacts me and it will certainly impact them. So thank you for being here. And everyone remember that one person can make a difference. And it's just like Randy said, it's you and I asking what can we do to make a difference. So wishing you a great day and a wonderful week wherever you're at in the world. Thank you for listening. Would you like help to apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders in your life? 
in your family or in your organization, call us today at 888-690-8764 to speak with a helpful representative to evaluate your situation and how we can help. Or you can visit becomingyourbest.com. Whether it's a corporate training event, keynote, workshop, trainer certification, or personal coaching, it would be our pleasure to serve your needs. Once again, call 888-690-8764 or visit becomingyourbest.com today.